Hello, and welcome to The Hearth and Hedge. My name is Amberly, And I am Margot, and we are very happy to have you today. Absolutely. Uh, we also have a visitor with us today. This lovely and dynamic witch is one that Amberly and I both are lucky to call a dear friend. And she just so happens to also be an extremely talented psychic medium, Reiki master and teacher, tarot reader, and self-proclaimed rainbow color witch. Please welcome Coco to the Hearth and Hedge. Hi, thank you for having me. We're so glad to have you. I'm super excited. I know we've been talking about having you on here for so long at this point. Yeah. We have. We have. The schedules have finally lined up. Happy to be here in this winter season. We always start the episode with what are you drinking and what are you reading? So Coco, are you drinking anything awesome right now? Um, It is awesome. I'm drinking coffee as I normally do. I was thinking I was going (laughs) to make some tea beforehand and like have some fancy thing to say about like all the herbs. And I was like, but the whole time I'm drinking it, I'm going to be thinking that it's not coffee. Yeah. Um, Coffee is awesome. My coffee with vanilla bean creamer. Nice. That sounds good. How about you, Margo? I actually am having tea. Usually I'm still having coffee. I will, I will take however long it takes to finish the amount of coffee that I make in the morning, but I do have tea. It's a combination of green tea and vitamin C, uh, vitamin C shine tea, uh, because I have a a sick hubby in the house and I'm trying to avoid whatever it is that he's got going on. Fair. That sounds very bright. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's pretty delicious, actually. Do you sweeten your tea? Uh, I don't. Uh, Sometimes I'll put honey in it. But this tea uh, has so, so much essence of like citrus fruit that it it doesn't need anything. Nice. How about you, Emberly? Are you drinking anything extra special? Um, I'm actually drinking coffee. I'm I'm taking a note out of your book today, and or a page out of your book, and I have reheated my coffee this morning probably thirty times. I'm yeah. really trying to finish it, but it's just not happening today. However long it takes. I mean, it's four o five p.m. So. Yeah, I'm on my second pot and I've been switching just for because I know myself uh, a thermos cup to where I'm nice. not going to have to heat it up all day long. Yeah. Smart. Um, I will get smart. my fancy cup for the morning. But if I'm going somewhere, I find myself like really enjoying this. And I wonder why I don't use it more. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I could give yeah. my microwave a break and just use a thermos. <laughs> I do have one of those. <laughs> I just don't use it. Mine's tired of me. Well, are you reading anything, Coco? I am. Um, a lot of different books right now, but I just recently started Shamanic Reiki from Lynn Roberts and Robert Levy. So, so far, oh. so good. Um, nice. So far, I'm kind of in the beginning of it where they're like, this is all the same. Everything's connected. So I love that. It's a good yeah. start. <laughs> That's always nice. the best. Everything yeah. is connected. How about you, Margo? Uh, so I finally finished, I guess, I guess I'm in a couple different book clubs if you count ours. Um, but I'm in a book club with some girlfriends and, um, every month we read something different. It's fun because they pick things out that I wouldn't normally read because we all have different tastes. So they end up making me read a lot of books about like relationships and whatnot. And I make them read a lot of books about witches and ghosts. So, uh, we just finished my last pick, which was the ninth house by Lee Bardugo. Um, And it's about ghosts and New Haven, Connecticut and Yale University and all the secret societies 
uh, and there's a murder mystery involved and a historic ghost mystery. It's really, really great. Uh, Leigh Bardugo wrote, um, I think, if I had to guess, I would say she's most famous for her Grisha series, um, which got picked up by Netflix. Uh, it's a show called Shadow and Bone. And they're all uh, YA novels. Um, but The Ninth House is her first adult novel. Uh, and I thought it was fantastic. And actually, the sequel is coming out in January, and it's called Hellbent. So I'm actually excited to grab that and read it as soon as it's available. Very cool. I have read the Shadow and Bone series, and they were wonderful. So I'm oh, actually okay. really excited to check out The Ninth House. Okay, yeah. The Ninth House was was great. And I haven't read Shadow and Bone, but I've watched that first season of the Netflix series, and it was really good. And I feel like mm-hmm. I'll probably love the books even more. So you I should definitely I should will love the books more. Okay, cool. Um, I haven't gotten through the whole um, series because, you know, it's it's never the same. And it's like, slightly disappointing usually (laughs) when you've read the books so it was good that you watched the movies first or the show first yeah Yeah. so what are you reading um i actually just finished uh the paper magician by charlie n holmberg it is uh, a fiction book i would say it's probably would be considered a ya novel um it's about a young lady who is fresh out of magic school And she gets assigned to become a paper magician, and she's very disappointed about it. And just be happy you made it to magic school. I know, right? right? (laughs) She, uh, (laughs) yeah, she ends up becoming um, actually really fond of her teacher, and then you know, tragedy strikes and craziness ensues, and she has to save the world. So yeah, Hmm. it's it's a pretty good book. It was. I actually got it on Audible. I finished it pretty quickly because I didn't want to stop listening. So cool. Sounds sounds yeah. fun. I'm going to check yeah. it out or add it to my wish list. Yeah, it's a good one. All right. So All right, Coco. Now it's time to crack into <laughs> the to what we're really here for. Um. <laughs> uh, so do you want to start or should I start? Uh, I can start because it kind of follows with what we were already talking about. Uh, So one of the things that we tend to ask our people when we remember uh, is, do you have a favorite witchy author or book of witchcraft sort of things or witchy adjacent? I don't have a favorite author. Um, Mm I have noticed, I was looking through my books earlier, I have a whole bunch of the Aaron Murphy Hiscock books, a lot more than I expected mm-hmm. that I would. I like, they're just like little bits. It's yeah. good mm-hmm. if, um, I remember one of the first ones I grabbed was The Green Witch, mm-hmm. and I uh, really liked just like- Yeah, I have that too. I actually have, yeah. I, I have at least three of her books. So yeah, definitely they're very like, they've got mass appeal, I would say. They do, they do. I have, I guess I just have two of them, but I I really like them. They're fun little quick reads. And when you want to do something small, they're a great, a great thing to pick up and find a little spell to do or whatever. Yeah. Coco, do you have, um, so I have the Green Witch. I'm I'm looking at, I can see my shelves from where I'm sitting, but they're a little far off. Um, Do you have House, the House Witch? I do have the House Witch. Yeah. Um, I actually got that one more recently. Um, after listening to when Amberly first started this and she was doing the hearth and hedge, I was like, I should, uh, look more into that. And so I actually got that little book. Oh, nice. It's very cute. Yeah. The house, Witch is actually the first 
uh, new witchy book that I got when I started refocusing on witchcraft. So it's a I good love little that. book. Good start with a home protection spell and go from yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Uh, so the first question I want to ask you is in regards to the rainbow color witch title on your Instagram, um, which I love, by the way, you are absolutely the color witch in my life. Uh, and I took your color magic class this year at Anahata's Purpose, which was amazing. And I can't wait to dig into that to some more. But first, I wanted to ask you, um, can you tell me if you uh, feel like sharing kind of how you came to embracing color magic as co- color magic as kind of your specialty in your practice, or at least one of your specialties? Thank you uh, for saying that. I, I like to hear that you had a good experience. It makes me feel appreciated. I like to know that people are interested in all of that. Um for me, Rainbow Witch is it's pretty eclectic. Um, I'll pull from a bunch of different spiritual avenues, but I feel like I use uh, color magic in everything. And it's 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 practicing color magic for me. That's kind of like a a form of self expression. So I tried I tried Green Witch first, uh, which was what I wanted to be. Really, really hard. I really connected with that, and I wanted to be Green Witch. Um, and then I tried Hedge Witchery because I had read at one point that you know if you were interested in hedge witchery you kind of had like this natural inclination to speak to spirits and i thought well maybe it's that one i got really frustrated for a while not having a, a label and then i was kind yeah. of like i don't need a label you know and i kind of flew on that for a while which was probably where i where i needed to be in that time mm-hmm. um and then i identified as a healer for a while but it actually wasn't until i think a year or two ago where i got the name or the label rainbow witch and actually chose to identify with it um I have a dedication to the goddess Iris. She's one of my main deities next to Gaia. And she kind of busted this label into my brain one day while I was meditating. And it just kind of all clicked at once. And I was like, chakras, sexuality, the rainbows. It was it was yeah. all there. Um, color is a spectrum. Healing is a spectrum. I use art and movement. And it's all it all kind of connects together. And so it just it really resonated for me, especially having Iris be someone that I work with. So, yeah, Rainbow Witch is very uh very personal and eclectic i love that i love that it's kind of like all these things in your life were there and were important to you and then this download came in and knitted it all together for you that's what kind of what it sounds like that's really cool yeah and everything is connected anyway right. and that's right you know especially how color works you can connect to color to pretty much everything and so it's more so like how do you want to use it mm-hmm. um so i think that's that's interesting that is very really nice cool. yeah I do use a little bit of color magic, Um, definitely not as intensive as you do, but I I like to start my day using a little bit of color magic by choosing my coffee mug. (laughs) Uh, Do you have any other small ways to suggest for our readers to add color magic into their lives? Yeah, I I love the coffee mug thing. I'm definitely someone who does that. I'm thinking Mm -hmm. if you're not using a coffee mug, I'll stick with the, the morning ritual tea. If you're not drinking coffee, you could do tea and you can even add more color magic into the tea because every herb, you know, will have a color carrier with it. You know, it will have that energetic feeling. So I'm thinking if I wanted to drink a tea on Friday, I might gravitate towards like hibiscus or rose. And that way you're connecting with like the pinks and reds and loves of Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, So that might be kind of fun to do. Um, Food. We all eat every day. I think most of us eat food and so you know being more again it goes back to to mindfulness with the color and so i feel like 
with colors, we can use it. We can use it for a lot of, you can wear the color. Wearing the color is really good to embody it each day, wearing it, bringing that color into your environment to bring in the energy that you're looking for. Um, noticing if you have too much color in one area and like how that might make you feel. You can use it, uh, art, journaling, for self-reflection, for healing. All of these things are very much like your day-to-day activities. You know, you can absolutely use it for deep mysticism if you want to, but if you don't have time for that, or if this is just kind of where you're starting, I feel like it's really good. I pull color magic back a lot with uh, shadow work because I feel like shadow work is something that we do every day in a, mm-hmm. in a type of way. And I feel like because it is something uncomfortable that we all have to do, might as well make it pretty, make it a little bit more comfortable. You know, if I'm doing shadow work, I know the colors I'm working with are probably some very gentle pastel colors that are going to help these really heavy things be not so emotional, you know, kind of help it ease along better. So that's like a way to think about it. Yeah, definitely. That's a great way to think about it. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. I like to feel the colors just as I move and breathe. If you're someone who dances or does yoga or just needs to move around the house, like what color does like, what color does that feel like in your body? Mm-hmm. Is that an, a color that you're actually okay with? It's just like a very introspective thing that you can do. One thing I've done is kind of assign a color to a situation or a feeling that I might have. Uh, like if I'm say I'm experiencing a stressful situation, I'll be like, all right, what color am I looking at right now? Maybe for me, it might be a, a navy blue. Something in front of me feels very rigid and that makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that I'm going to have to channel some orange colors in my spirit to kind of balance that back out and be safe and comfortable working with that blue situation. But just like putting a color to what's going on in front of you, I feel like that can make that so much easier versus being like, The rent is due. You can just be like, green is going to help me get through this moment right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. At least that's how my brain wants to work. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's really, that's really cool. And it really helps you get down to the core of the, like the motion, the emotional responses that the colors bring out in you and then how you can work with it. And I feel like that would help you develop a a very deep, um, like UPG as far as color magic is concerned, rather than just the, the, the base level information that we all learn, like what each color is associated with magically to get very, very deep and personal with it. If that sounds really, really cool. I love that. It's, I feel like it's good for asking yourself that why question, like, why do I feel the way that I feel? This is going to help it kind of come a lot more gentle, kind of knowing what colors work for you. Cause it is different for everybody. You know, I said orange would help me through a blue situation, but for you, that might be completely opposite, but understanding you know, why those colors work for you is important. And so taking the time to just sit with it Mm -hmm. and kind of experience it and knowing that each day is different and each experience is different. And so one day blue might feel better than another. You have to like accept that as well. Kind of finding out what color is there to support you in that moment. Yeah. I love that. And it actually reminds me of one of the major things that I took away from your class that really opened up my mind in a new way to think about color. You went into how there's more than just personal preference when it comes to really liking or disliking a specific color. Um, For example, uh, I've never been a huge fan of warm colors in my space, especially like, say, orange. And there were 
specific reasons for why certain colors may or may not appeal to you and, you know, why you should try to work with them and get more comfortable with them. Um, do you think you could possibly shed some light on, like, the magical slash psychological information, why a particular person like me might not like orange or what that would reveal? Because I feel like that was one of my favorite parts of your class. That really blew my mind. Finding out what why you might not like a color, why you might not gravitate towards one for right. whatever reason. Right. Yeah. And that, that changes for everybody. Obviously I feel like I keep repeating myself with that, but it's, it's so true. Mm-hmm. It's so true with orange. And that's a very commonly unpopular color. Yeah. I guess, I mean, at least in the U S orange is worn for prisoners on prisoners. And so I feel mm-hmm. like there is this yeah. natural inclination to kind of associate orange with, you know, maybe rejection. Um, feeling of like loss of control. So it's in there and you might have to like kind of go through your mind and your spirit to kind of find out. But one of those things I've noticed or when working with people is people who tend to feel uncomfortable around orange might also have some maybe past traumas with rejection or not feeling like it's safe to be somewhere where they're, you know, constricted and they can't get away from something. Big loss of control. (laughs) Um, And that also goes back to, you know, thinking about what chakra that orange is associated with, which is Mm -hmm. our sacral chakra, which is our sense of emotion, how we feel our feelings and also our sexuality. And so rejection, sexuality, like it all does connect. Um, So that could be, you know, for someone who who deals with those things, that might be a reason why, why orange would make someone feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, That could also go because it's so bright. It's such a bright, fun, enthusiastic right. color. I'm feeling adventure. Um, I'm feeling a community. That also sounds like stressful social anxiety, and I don't want to be perceived. So, so much. you know, things to think about. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know yeah. if that answered your question. Yeah, you absolutely did. It, and it's it, it's yeah, it's almost like I, I really can see orange as like, whoa, that's a lot. That is a lot, and it does actually feel a little bit out of my control. Like, are you visualizing the orange that is like really embodying a lot of yellow? Yes, yes, that could be sure. why, because mm-hmm. the yellow is very bright and out there. You you want to notice it; it stimulates your mind and can cause some anxiety too. So, mm-hmm. like, if you have an orange that is more on that yellow side, that would be more likely to upset someone who has an aversion to orange versus like. Mm, a warm pumpkin mm. like an orangey i don't know like i'm a, thinking a of like rust color terracotta i love yeah. terracotta and yeah. orange is one of my favorites it's all, i mean every color is yeah yeah <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah that's a way that you could become more comfortable with orange is adding some tones of browns or reds which are very like secure stable root yeah. chakra colors to feel more stable in those emotions that you are working through that is so cool because I love me a terracotta or a rust. And then when it starts to go heads heads down, you know, the yellow brick road is when I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Too bright, too bright. Go back. Do you have a favorite color or does it just depend on the day? <laughs> yes and no. It does depend on the day. I always say rainbow is my favorite. And a lot of times people are like, rainbow can't be your favorite color. I'm like, well, it fucking is. So <laughs> um, when I was younger, be. pink pink was always a childhood favorite. Um, and one that's stayed close to my heart, I find that I will gravitate towards pink whenever my heart chakra is in need of some healing. Um, I find that it's helpful. Like if I need to do some inner child work, I just, it feels safe for me. And so 
I love being around it. And so that's a pretty common one you'll see. And that's not technically in the rainbow, but that's okay. Brown has been a vibe of mine for the past few years. It was actually my color of the year, I think last, oh. year. last year. This year it's orange, which is next on my list because I do love it mm-hmm. in all of the shades. Um, but I had to work through that. I've always loved orange, but I also connected to a lot of those issues that you might feel with orange, but I found them through a different color energy. I found a lot of those things with the navy blue, like I had mentioned prior with that, like very restrictive, um, it could come off very rigid and uh, unwelcoming. Mm -hmm. And so that's how it showed up for me, which is why I used the orange, if that makes sense. Um, Yeah. That's how my brain's working. Um, But my favorite colors are definitely based off of my energy and what I might need at that time. Yeah, I tend to stay around the cool colors and neutral colors area um, pretty often. I was just going to say, even even with like the clothes I wear and I'm looking around my house and it's a, there's a lot of gray and green and some blue, I guess that's just my comfort area. But um, it, te- it changes too. It changes as far as like the clothes that I want to wear, but not so much in like the surroundings that I that I tend to find myself in. I, I can see that being um, a thing with the warm tones or the cool tones and knowing that like there's that spectrum that's working for you and you'll just hang out in there for a while. I mean, I'm someone who has like all the colors in my house. And so like, I guess if that, if you're someone who like can't really connect to the exercise with like for your space, I'm thinking about grocery shopping again, back to food, but going through your cart and kind of being like, oh shit, like if you go in there and do not make a list and you just kind of browse and you kind of find out what color energy is in your cart, you might find out another thing that you need. Uh Um, It'd be kind of interesting to see if you're like, oh shit, I'm even purchasing cool toned things right now. I must be (laughs) in the right headspace. Or like if you happen to have everything in your cart that's orange and warmer tones, maybe you have a little too much coolness in your space and that's why you're trying to bring it into your body. And it is very healthy to eat all your colors. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Who doesn't like to eat a rainbow salad? Yeah. <laughs> I do love, love, love um, the idea of um, bringing it in, working with color magic as far as what you wear. So <laughs> this is kind of silly, but I also tend to just like stick to certain things. Like I'll wear a lot of black for a long time and then my mood will switch and I'll put on a pastel colored dress and just shock the shit out of everyone. And that's just how I am. So I kind of decided that I wanted to start doing like, underwear that is like color of the day <laughs> i love that like, yeah because it's just and that's like, for you yeah it's for me it's totally for me i'm vibing with the color of the day and i i i can be the only one that knows it and that's fine <laughs> and that's that's color magic it's so yeah. personal it's so introspective the color the color of the day could be purple and you could be wearing yellow panties and that's no one's freaking business you gravitate (laughs) towards certain things for a reason right um and then i guess it's with that mindfulness it's what you do with it that is personal and special and just for you and that's how i feel like magic can happen that's how color magic actually happens that is absolutely how color magic happens i like that i feel like i'm well i'm gonna listen to the episode when it airs so (laughs) i was like i should start writing down notes i'm like wait a minute i'm gonna have a recorded (laughs) recorded forever i do that all the time and i don't know why i take notes when i listen to you guys all the time every episode i get prepared it's so much fun it's one of my favorite things i love hearing that oh wow yeah (laughs) oh my god (laughs) every morning the coven pops on to uh marco polo and you give us the color of the day 
Um, and I know you kind of base it off of, well, you used to, I don't know if you still do Llewellyn's calendar, but then you always make it better. <laughs> How do you come up with your colors? Always make it better. I like that. Well, Llewellyn is, um, was my inspiration at first because she would always throw the color of the day, but, and I would just kind of keep a mental note of it. Um, over time, I got frustrated with how many days it was like brown, blue, pink, green, red, black, you know, just the mm-hmm. most basic uh, form of it, which is great. So I believe Llewellyn bases it off of astrology. And so you can also do that, you know, Monday, moon day, Mars day is Tuesday, which is very much like a lot of reds. And so I will base them yeah. off of astrology in that way. I will also kind of like how I do for working with magic, color magic and my day to day, daily life. It will be how I feel. You know, if, you know, say Llewellyn said Mars Day was bright red and that was not, that was too much for me. It felt too intense to work with red on an already super intense day. I might, you know, take one from Margo and be like, black it is. Because black is still very much um, Mars. There's a lot of, there's a lot of support and safety you can find in black on a very intensely fiery hot day. Um, I feel like it's very protective. So like I might choose black for something yeah. like that if I feel that as a coven, you know, as a community, we need black today more than red. Um, I'll throw it out there. And obviously if someone wants red, they can have red. Another thing I will do is I will, I'm very earth-based. I do, you know, Green Witch was where I started. It's very much in my bones as it is all of us. I feel I will base mm-hmm. it on the weather, uh, where we are in the wheel of the year, the season. For instance, if there was a Monday moon day, where the color was white in spring, I might go for Lily of the Valley or like sweet cream as the color essence you could work with, um, you know, inviting you to either sit with that flower or add some extra cream into your food or just feel those energies where in the the winter, you know, I feel like the other day, I think I did snowflake um, for the moon. And so Mm -hmm. that's another thing that I'll pull in there. Yeah. Those are all kind of part of that. I really like that. And maybe that's why I'm so drawn to black because being an Aries rising, I'm I'm basically mm. from Mars. Yes, maybe. <laughs> black is a very is a very witchy <laughs> color. We, you know, we've always connected to purples and blacks. Purple is I feel like the color of the witch, mm-hmm. but we know how to protect ourselves or at least we should. And if we don't know how to protect ourselves, it's something we've done forever, protecting ourselves from society, the world and history. We've always connected to black. Yeah. Black is a witchy color for many, many reasons. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the way you name the colors, though, it always makes them more real and easier to connect with, I think. And just, like, juicier, mm. if that makes it does. sense. I, I like that. Well, another thing with why I give colors in a, I suppose, a very artistic way, maybe. Like, today was winter green. Winter forest green? What did I say? Winter green forest? I think it was winter green forest. Okay, yeah. it's Jupiter Day. There's money. There's prosperity. Green feels right, but... If we cannot sit with like a deep forest green, then maybe um, spending time around your plants, going outside and being in that time of nature, maybe connecting with like some uh, pine in your house, burning some incense, anything that makes you feel that deep, deep green color. And so it's more than just green. (laughs) It kind of invites you to explore all the different parts um, and all the different energies that that deep green might be trying to express to you. 
Um, and for me, it might feel very energetic. And for you, it might feel very healing and stabilizing. And that's also very cool. I'm really glad that I asked that question because now I think that when you give the color of the day, I'm going to look at it oh. a little bit differently. Cool. <laughs> I get some pressure. Sometimes I'll wake up if I know that my energy is... I guess I need to do some self-reiki and I'm not quite in alignment and I can't think of the color of the day because I'll wake up knowing it. It will be in my body and I'll just know. Um, and if I don't have that, I normally know I need to do some energy work on myself because I can't see and feel and experience the colors like like I normally do. And normally that's my cue that I need to do some some healing work. Yeah, this is exactly why I was um, so blown away by your class at Anahata's because I feel like most um, – you know, witches or practitioners feel like they have at least a, a basic understanding of color magic. So I came into your class kind of like, okay, uh, let's see, you know, what I don't know. And I was actually kind of blown away and humbled by the amount that I basically didn't know and how deep how deep you went into color magic. Um, did you do? Did you have a lot of other people that kind of had that same reaction to your class? Did you have a lot of feedback in the manner of like, wow? I didn't realize that color magic went that deep. Did people come up to you like, yo, that was some great shit. Or I don't know. Did there any was, of that happen to you? Uh, there was a variety. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Um, there was a variety of reactions, which I was which I was hoping for. Mm -hmm. I did get a lot of positive feedback. Um, people requested. People did give me some lists of requests and things that they would like to see next year at a different time, which okay. was I was grateful for the oh constructive criticism. I was grateful for the constructive criticism. And it was actually inspiring to keep digging and keep doing more with it. Surprised to hear people um, feel that they learned a lot from it. Um, made me feel, yeah. made me feel very happy that this was, you know, it got to the right people and that people learned something or were able to at least open up their mind to color being different than they thought or more information mm -hmm. <laughs> at least. Um, yeah. I had yeah. in the future, I'd like to do maybe kind of separate it based off like warm colors and cool colors touching on. Yeah. Or like touching on pink, brown, black, and white gray. Those colors were asked about side on the side a lot. Um, I just didn't have time. Mm -hmm. Didn't have time. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a really good thorough class. So if you had gone into like every yeah. single color, we would have been there for, and it was a very much like it was a, a note taking class. It was like, we're going to sit down. I'm going to give this student. Yes. Everyone was taking notes, which that was my goal. My goal was to have it be very much like spoken word information. Not, it wasn't super interactive in that way, but I was also um, considering next year mixing with another um, facilitator and kind of bringing that color to life with movement. And so we can take the class from cool. last year and put it into action this year. Or if you didn't go last year, then, you know, have some type of maybe double class for some of the days to where we can right. kind of really wear it. Well, that sounds like fun. I love that. That was actually going to be my next question. I was going to ask you if you found like another avenue or a way to take it deeper for next year and if you were going to teach another class. So I'm really, really happy to hear that. That's my brain is going all the way for all the things, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but yes, I would like to continue on yeah. with, with colors in some way. Yeah, I'm really excited to take your class next year because I actually missed it this year. Um, I missed most classes because I was actually sick. But You were um, amazing. Anytime yeah. that I was wandering or having an Anahata's heart chakra opening emotion, there you were. And that was very special. 
you were not in a class, but you were there, and it was so nice to have you really whenever I looked. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I love what you said about um, the just having a different way to connect with color because it makes me think of how like. Okay, so I'm a stickler. I'm always a stickler about the way we use our the ingredients that we work with in magic, especially like, you know, plant magic and herbs and like crystals and minerals and how we shouldn't look at them as like ingredients in a recipe. We should look at them yes. as allies. They have, yes. they have spirit and they are helping us achieve our goals and we communicate with them and we build relationships mm-hmm. with them. They're not just, you know, simple little tools. And now I'm realizing that colors are very much the same and they communicate with us. And that it's just, I I absolutely do. And and another way to, to kind of, I guess, really seal in that idea that they do carry their own emotions and stuff and a, an energetic ally, if you will, is if you think about your chakras, think about the layers of your aura and how those do have colors. And so, if you are connecting to a color, you're bringing that into your physical space, your energetic aura is going to pick up on that and you will have a reaction. Just like when you walk up Mm -hmm. next to somebody, you're like, why do I feel great? Or why do I feel really bad? And I don't know why. Like it's something that's fucking with your energetic (laughs) space. And so colors will absolutely do that. And you can kind of play with what color feels right in what section or what layer of your auric field that you're working with. Yeah. But yeah, they do come alive. Or just asking if you do, if you don't feel like, Say you are looking at this um, the shade of red and you're like, I don't know what it's supposed to feel right now. I'm just, it's red. It's red to me and I don't connect to this at all. But you like really understand like plant magic. Go and sit with, mm-hmm. burn some dragon's blood. Sit with dragon's blood. Sit with that deep yeah. red energy. I know I keep going back to red a lot. I guess that one's important to me today on Jupiter Day. So yeah, that's another way you can do it by, you know, if you ask dragon's blood energy in that incense to come through, it's probably going to show up pretty deep red. Um, and that's just like what it wants to yeah. give off. I think that's interesting. I find a lot of comfort in having dragon's blood burning <laughs> near me. <laughs> it's a favorite. I normally will burn it during the dark half of the year. Yeah, it's actually... It's one of my favorites. I really, really love patchouli, but I'm not allowed to burn it because my husband, if he if he gets a whiff, he's like, what is that? Patchouli? What color is patchouli for you? <laughs> warm. Just warm. I don't know. It, it reminds me, it feels like the cedar forest in New Mexico. That's what it feels like to me. What color is that cedar forest in New Mexico? <laughs> I mean, green and I like brown. This. I actually really like this exercise. I'm like, ask me. Oh more. yeah, no, I'll I'll do this all the time. Um, I love to hear that you you feel that from those colors. I guess if you were to put cool. a non-color word with it, how would that make you feel? Like, are you a fan of patchouli? Does this forest bring you bliss? It it just feels like home, okay. I guess. Which sounds no, it doesn't. Stupid, but. That's what it reminds me. It reminds me of New Mexico and being home in New Mexico. I love that. I think that's So then you could definitely use some, um, if it feels like home, you could totally add patchouli to a spell where you are using red or root chakra colors. I automatically, personally, I feel very, a lot of orange colors with patchouli because it's so sexy. But I also feel that like, almost like a grayed over purple I feel that in a lot of ways. It could just be because of like how the plant shows up, but they telling us that for a reason. And it's a very, I don't know. I feel like sacred sexuality. I feel like a lot of sacred sexuality from patchouli in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, 
which could be a reason why I connect with it. But those are completely different colors and different energies all from one plant. And mm-hmm. it can help us. Uh, should I ask you, Margo, do you have another plant? How do you feel about patchouli? Uh, well, I do like patchouli. If I had to assign a color to it, I was actually feeling like little wisps of mm. yellow coming off of it. Um, and I would say that it does kind of have like a, a give me like a yeah. happiness vibe when I smell it. That's so interesting. Yeah. I yeah. feel like, I don't know, it's like, it's, it's the good stink. It's like a sexy musk. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it, um, the, the scent of patchouli is very much associated with me first kind of getting in touch with spirituality as a teenager. <laughs> me too. Um, and I think that's, I think that's why it gives me the happiness vibes yeah. because it brings back all that like excitement and curiosity and, you know, so much there is to learn and explore. Wow. And I think that's maybe why. That's so interesting. That. I love that you get like this like a young, fresh vibe from it too. Cause a lot of times I've worn patchouli forever. Mm-hmm. It's something that I have mixed in my, my body sprays that I like to wear. And patchouli is one of the main scents in there. And people always say, I smell like an old woman. Like you smell like an old woman. And a, a wise and old I was woman like, that's, too. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. fine with me. And so it's, uh, I guess patchouli is a versatile bitch. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. My husband just says it smells we like We can all, I, we I, accept I, her for that. We accept that. <laughs> like, Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Have you seen, have you guys seen, um, uh, high fidelity with John Cusack? I'm not familiar. Cause I just oh, always yeah. hear him when he he's, he's daydreaming about what he's going to do to, um, you know, his girlfriend broke up with him and is like, you know, staying at some other guy's house. And he's like daydreaming about what he's going to do to this guy. If he walks into his record store and there's just this one quick scene where he's like, get your patchouli stink out of my store. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just hearing that over and over again in my head. That's there could hilarious. be worse things that live in your head. Yeah, much worse. Yeah. yeah. So my father is colorblind, and it. I'm so my husband and I are gonna actually get him the the colorblind glasses. Oh my gosh! Please record that and post it. I know. <laughs> I'm like so excited about it with the consent, his, of course. But I, I really want to see that. Oh yeah. His favorite color is burnt orange because it's the only color he can see oh my god i'm so excited for this so yeah i am too i really am um i can't imagine i mean he's in his mid-70s now he's never wow you know it it was actually quite embarrassing as a teenager because he'd just wear whatever the fuck you know like (laughs) and he wouldn't know it but he had these magenta pink pants Mm -hmm. Shorts, like short pants and uh, short pants. Jesus Christ, what am I, 85? (laughs) And then he would wear this, them with this royal blue shirt that said Mad Dog Richards on the back. I love it. And then Mad Dog Richards was like super 80s neon yellow. Like it, and it was just horrible walking around town with him. (laughs) Because I think he knew. I think he knew. He did it on purpose and blamed colorblindness. So he's just trying to express himself. Well, yeah. Or he was like, hey, what color would be the most obnoxious for me to wear around my teenage daughter? And then he would just buy that, you know? I mean, we're talking about the guy who came up with the hairy hand, right? So I feel like oh, well, that's no. true. Like he could do that. <laughs> but actually, he didn't come up with that. It was his grandfather. Oh, he just continued so, on the uh, legend. The hairy hand has been around for, for generations. <laughs> So I have a fun exercise. If you, Coco, could assign a color to each of us right now based on the oh. like the kind of energy we give off, do you think you might be able to assign a color to us? 
sure. And um, yourself. And if if this color doesn't resonate for you, then then please disregard. Um, but that's I was kind of like getting your uh, aura photo taken. You don't know what you're gonna get, but it's interesting to like. Oh well, if you, you asked me to, yeah. to read your aura, that'd be a whole oh, different yeah. thing. Um, oh no, I want you to assign a color based on just, just a color like, that feels good energy. for yeah. you guys. Yeah. Okay, Margot, I would I would say indigo, um, somewhere in that deeper uh, like dark blues, purples, kind of black if you want. Um, but somewhere in there, I was thinking very like I, I feel a lot of high priestess energy. Um, it's very much it's a powerful color in control of yourself and standing in your power. I feel that there's a lot of calm energy in that and, uh, I don't know, a lot of trust. You're very intuitive. Marco's like, tell me more. <laughs> I'm enjoying it, so. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, it's very, it's deep and it's mystical. There's a lot of knowledge there. I feel like you want to, it makes you want to listen. Yeah, it, it definitely, it's something, it's, it draws you in, in a curious way. Ah, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. And then, um, Amberly, I've been thinking like a very deep rose, like a deep Aww. red or rose color. It feels like a very serene energy. It's loving. It's safe. You're very easy to connect with. Like it's the pink gives it that like, okay, I can approach you. And then the red tints make it safe once you're there. Like it's very compassionate and gentle. And I really, we, we really need that. Wow. Yeah. I love that. I strive to be that person. So I, I like that color. It's also rose is like one of my favorite colors. <laughs> I didn't know that. Nice. It does. I love one that. Of my favorites. Yeah, no, I feel, I feel a lot of deep, deep rose. I did want to mention another color that came to me for you that I wasn't sure about was like a dark chocolate brown. And the reason why I have my, uh, I don't know if you remember, but once upon a time you gave me some socks, some like very dark brown oh. socks and they are the, okay, they are the best socks I've ever had in my life. They are the best socks. You handed them to me. You said, I have a gift for you, Coco, because you're always so cold. I don't remember when this was. And I was like, I am so cold all the time. Please help me. And you gave me these thick, woolly, warm brown socks. And I think it was your park ranger socks, if I'm correct. Yes. Okay, yeah. and so these socks are one of my most prized magical tools at this point because I call them my security socks because you're the oh, hearth and hedge awesome. witch. The brown Aww. gives me all the stability I need, and I need that on my feet when I'm not grounded. So, yeah, brown socks. And so the, that color is another one that came to me for something like that. I um, actually love that even more. And you know what? Those socks are everybody's favorite socks and when you no longer have a uniform allowance you're like you go to somebody who does and say please buy me socks like they are the absolute best socks and you cannot get them anywhere else it's are these like the wool i was gonna ask can i please order a rainbow pack they're like they're not wool they're like they're a polyester they're a poly blend but they're like so thick and cushiony and they they morph my foot I wear them underneath my, I wear them at work underneath my work Oh my God, I love that. (laughs) That's so great. It's everything I need there. Comfort, like a comfort blanket for your feet. Oh yeah, I'll take off my shoes and guys are like, nice socks. (laughs) Like, "Mm mm-hmm, yep, yep, yep. That's funny. I'll send you a pair, Margot, because I always order like 20 pair every year. (laughs) Because that's literally the best socks. Nice, (laughs) nice. 10 out of 10. I don't know why that just like really made me super happy. <laughs> I love that. Oh my goodness. Coco. Yes. Do you have 
a spell or something along those lines for us to share with our uh, listeners? I always want to say readers. Our listeners. <laughs> I do. It's not a spell. I have. I wanted to share a prayer or somewhat of an invocation to goddess Iris. Because oh, we mentioned her prior and it is, I feel like it would be nice to, to pray this. Um, yeah, it's so, great. Absolutely. You know, I have that for you. It's a uh, goddess Iris, messenger of the gods and goddesses. Hear my prayer. Grant me peace and harmony, helping me to cope with the things that come my way. Give me patience and temperance in all that I do. Goddess Iris, hear my plea across the air and through the sea. I am in need of your sweet blessings, energies, and healings that come so colorfully to me. Goddess Iris, I give thanks to thee. With the power of your rainbows, so mote it be. I love that. That was great. It was good. That was really good. That was great. Thank you for sharing that. And especially that because yeah. because that was, you know, she was very important in having you download that rainbow magic, color magic energy. That's really cool. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. All right. Uh, today, Margot has a card for us. Yes. And since we are so close to the winter solstice and we are in December, I have the Seasons of the Witch Yule Oracle. Uh, I went ahead and already pulled the card before we started the uh, episode and I pulled Remembering. We do have to post a picture of this. It's a beautiful card. It is a woman in a dark wood and she is cloaked in a veil over her and you can see her facial features and her hair um, but otherwise the veil conceals pretty much everything else about her and she has one hand sticking out and looks like she's reaching towards something in front of her and it says oh how thy glimpse glimmer in the darkest of sights never forgotten never still yet pacing in the mind in the twilight of the night and the key words for this card are reflection inner knowing and realignment Remembering invites you to think back to happier days and be reminded of what it is like to feel free and at ease. It's common to lose the feeling of wonder from childhood as we grow into adults. You build lives and fill your, fill your days with responsibilities, but the child that lives within you holds the key to your most authentic self. This is the part of you that leaps without fear and isn't jaded by social conditioning. Remember this inner child, for they are waiting for you to permit yourself to play. You have pulled remembering to remind you that to have fun and to remember the little joys of life. Have you been too serious lately? Have you forgotten what it's like to make time to play and be silly? Life is hard. There's no denying that. But children can often see things with their clear eyes because the harshness of life has not weighed them down. You are guided to connect with the part of you that remains innocent, knows how to be present in the moment, and can see things with pure optimism and joy. Yeah, that's a great card. And that's so true because children really do yes. have the most amazing lights inside of them. Resilient. Life has not gotten them down yet, and so yeah. they're very quick yeah. to, to jump back. That Yule deck, man, I've had that. Oh. I had it. I got it last year. And so this is my second year working with it, and it gives me it's so good. all the feels. It's so good. It's a heavy hitter. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it. It's so, like really pretty cards, and they're like, it's all shadow work. I, yeah. I love a deck that doesn't, that, you know, basically isn't afraid to like tell it how it is, and it's not all sunshine and roses all the time. And I absolutely love that about both of these decks, actually. And these are um, these are by Lorraine, um, I'm sorry, Lorianne Anderson and Juliet Diaz, illustrated by Giada Rose. And 
just could not recommend them enough. And they are they are very kind. I feel like in that even some of the heavier hitting cards in that deck, like uh, the the card is like a candle. Like see the lights, even when things feel super super dark, you've got this. So they they're not super they're not awful about it. They give it to you in a kind way. I yeah, didn't mean it that aggressively. <laughs> yeah, no, they're amazing. I love them, and I love you. Thank you so much for being here yeah, with us. Yeah, thank you for coming and joining us. That was such a wonderful and very enli- enlightening interview. Yeah. I learned a lot. Thank you. So good. Well, thank you for for having me and for making the time to to do all this. I'm I'm very excited, so I appreciate that. Yeah. Be- absolutely. Check, be sure to check Coco out. That sounds weird. <laughs> check Coco out check at out. <laughs> moonflowerspirit.glossgenius.com. <laughs> where you can see uh, what services she has to offer, or you can just go straight to her Instagram, which is at moonflower.spirit. Um, a lot of beautiful images, and you can find um, her services there as well. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm happy. Yeah, I couldn't be more grateful to be here. So thank you. Awesome. Yeah, we're yeah, so happy to awesome. have you. We've been wanting to get you on here for so long, it feels like. Um, it feels like a, an achievement because we've been talking to you about coming onto the podcast yeah. for so long. And it just took us too long to get you on here. <laughs> this is a big achievement. I feel very excited and like special to even be on the podcast. You uh-huh. asked me and I was like, oh my, okay. <laughs> Lovely. So yeah, I'm, I'm honored. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming. And uh, all right. Well, we'll see you next time. See you next time. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Hearth and Hedge, on our website, thehearthandhedge.com, or email us at thehearthandhedge at gmail.com. Our address is The Hearth and Hedge, P.O. Box 397, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, 08003. We also have a Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash the hearth and hedge. If you like what you hear, consider leaving us a review wherever you find your podcasts. 